1: They're not old enough to vote or to own a gun themselves, yet they're the ones driving gun legislation? Are the lunatics running the asylum? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And I do usually talk about the biggest stories of the week. Um, This week, the story, I think, is a story that will be with us for a long time. But first, let me say happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm actually a citizen of Ireland, a dual citizen, which I announced on Twitter. And I was told, we don't want you. You're not Irish. (laughs) So that dialectic about immigration is... uh, is going strong uh, around the world. I mean, obviously, I think the guy was a troll for political reasons. And I got my kids Irish citizenship, too, maybe out of an abundance of caution. Maybe it was uh, a time of great fear. But when Obamacare came down and uh, they include things like well the you know the super scary sounding death panels and uh, that kind of thing I got a little nervous because Pope Benedict who I think was Pope at that time was he he, there's a story that his cousin uh, had down syndrome and when the Nazis came to power they never saw the kid again that's why I get nervous about uh, mental health labeling I, I don't really think that's going to happen? Now maybe there's a one in a million chance. that's still too high for me. but I just I don't like the classifications. I feel like my son is vulnerable to that. and uh, when the chips are down, you know when when you have war, which I'm not convinced we aren't moving towards. I think that a lot of the moves that are coming down from the top could play into the war idea. Uh, when you have a kind of, quote, emergency situations like that, they they sometimes round up people who they don't think can pull their weight or who might not be able to function under pressure or might be in the way. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, it sounds crazy, but you can look back at laws that came down that were on the books in World War Two on the allied side that were quite uh, what we would consider barbaric. Uh, So I get nervous about stuff like mental health screening in schools, about labeling people that way. I feel like what happened in Parkland, the Parkland shooting, uh, which I do not believe that we've gotten the, the true story behind it, but it's certainly driving a lot of agendas out there. That was on Valentine's day. And when, when a shooting like this happens, the, what gets all the attention, all the focus, is gun control. And, and what I was saying is, gun control is an issue that will always be with us, in my opinion, because, like abortion, because it's the one thing. Those are a couple of the like the very few things that are holding the second, the two party system together. Because as your as your party betrays you, you would lose loyalty. Except. There are single issue voters. Everybody's probably I I wouldn't be surprised if a majority of the people are really ultimately at the end of the day, whatever your hot button is, the guy who says that is is the guy who gets your vote. So with guns and abortion, I think those are two where they're just single issues and whoever's going to determine the Supreme Court justice, whatever party that person's in that determine their position on those issues is what determines that you will not risk losing that so you would never vote for a third party this issue i think will always be with us for that reason also it's very controversial it's very uh it gets us pitted against each other it gets a lot of attention people freak out about it and it it's it provides a lot of cover for more subtle legislation that is getting locked into place little by little uh as we march towards what I can't and what I, I honestly believe is, uh, if not, I mean, I really believe it'll be totalitarian. Maybe you, you define it differently or look at it differently, but uh, certainly a total information control state, a total surveillance state, a total information awareness state. And these, that last one was a term used by the Bush administration. Total information awareness was a project they had. But what... so. What they're doing is they're taking uh, these opportunities as we talk about gun control and they're putting other things in place. And I noticed it first with Sandy Hook. Obama signed many executive orders, maybe two dozen executive orders, most of which, certainly the first um, batch of which, if not the majority, were about data collection and consolidation, getting information on individuals up into a federal consolidated concentrated single federal database and that drive of total uh information collection it's obamacare as part of that i actually heard one of those policy guru guys way way back when saying we need universal health care in this country so that we can monitor people (laughs) i was like okay so that's what that was about and then now with this with Parkland. If you look at the legislation that's coming down, uh, Stop School Violence Act, I think is the one at the federal level. The Florida gun, the Florida legislation that passed, uh, other proposals. I see a pattern here of or two themes emerging as the agenda now, and they actually dovetail a little bit. One is uh, redesigning schools, really looking at schools. Uh there was an article in the journal about the George W. Bush Elementary School in Dallas, and it talked about how uh, it had broad hallways that had no nooks in them and lots of big, big windows so you could surveil in and out. All the cameras faced everywhere. There was no place to hide. So you're a little kid, you want to tell a a stupid joke to your friend, you're afraid people are going to see you or hear you, you can't duck into where a doorway used to be or any of that. You're under constant visual surveillance, and I suspect, if it hasn't happened already, it is definitely going to happen, that there will be constant audio surveillance as well, because that's what that shot spotter thing is, it, it was developed... I thought it was developed by the CIA venture capital arm. I might be wrong about that. But it's where they're putting on streetlights, not just cameras, but also microphones. They're saying so we can hear shots fired. But it's recording conversations. So they could just make it like a zero one binary thing where it doesn't record unless it actually hears a shot. But that's not what they're proposing. So and the kids know this. I tell my kids, like, as far as their electronic communications, don't say anything that could be misinterpreted. Because they will use that against you. So the kids know this and they are in constant, constant, under constant surveillance. They're single entry points. Like these schools are basically l- like prisons. Like we had a caller a week or two ago who said, Oh, that's the way schools should be. And when the show was over, Binkley was like, That's a prison. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, yeah, it is a prison. But um, they were also implementing active shooter drills at the age of you know starting in kindergarten which will truly terrorize kids i mean terrorize them it it, it's guaranteed to terrorize them and put them in a state of tension whereas an alternative might be train your teachers on how to shepherd your children to safety in the unlikely event there's some big problem so this stuff is all designed for self-monitoring for monitoring for mind control for chilling people's the kids know they're under constant surveillance. I mean, I don't know what I, I'm going to ask. Binkley is my psychology expert, my producer, Binkley, who's here in the studio and helps with these great clips we get and with our tweets. How are you doing, Binkley?
2: I'm good. How are you?
1: Totally fine. I want to add one quick thing and then you can tee up some tweets. And I want to after, don't let me forget, I want to ask you what you think the psychology, maybe we'll do that at the bottom of the hour, what it does to people, to kids to to grow up where they feel like they have no privacy Lots of tension. You're my psychology guy. But let me just tell you the second agenda item I think is coming out of Parkland. Before we get to the tweets and calls, this mental health screening at the school level. its uh, They're going to evaluate kids, flag them, label them. They are asking, on the, at least in the Florida uh, law, they're asking help from the Fusion Center, which is a government information gathering place and and not the florida one but there's they're they're everywhere and there's one in missouri where they there's a famous memo that came out of i think the st louis one that was telling people that ron paul bumper stickers anti-abortion activists these are potential domestic terrorists and should be treated that way so if they're looking from a mental health point of view at our kids and they're they're asking help from a fusion center that May continue. They, they they may all have those kind of ca- classifications. I'm sure they do. I'm sure political views uh, that they don't like are part of what they're going to categorize as wrong thinking. And then these kids, they say that they're not going to be ostracized or banished or whatever. But I think that's impossible. I think that it's designed, again, to chill your thoughts, what you say, drive people underground. Um, stifle any kind of creative or original or independent thought. I really feel like this is what's happening here, and it's an attack on the children. And and the children, funny enough, are the ones who are out there protesting, the ones who are leading the charge right now. It's it's actually a little cynical, a little disgusting. I want to know if you guys are okay with this, if uh, if you're okay with the public schools allowing, encouraging probably, your kids to march for a controversial political issue that your tax dollars are paying for these kids to be brainwashed while you may disagree with that. I want to know what you think. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I also want um, tweets at Monica Perez Show. Binkley, you got a quick tweet before we go to a break?
2: I do. I have one from Whiskey Tango Foxtrot.
1: I love that one. Think about that. (laughs) Think about that name.
2: Go. He or she tweets, no taxpayer funded government schools have to be, no, taxpayer funded schools have to be unbiased to properly function.
1: Yes. And that's what made me wonder if uh, I'm going to tell you a little story about my son who goes to a public school and how I consider it proof positive that their priority, priority is not to educate, but to indoctrinate. That really the whole. The whole thing is a lie. I'll tell you that after the break and get to your calls. This is Monica Perez.
3: Monica Perez.
4: Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man.
3: On News 95.5 at a.m. 750 WSB.
1: 69 degrees and a touch overcast outside the studio. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. We're talking about the protests Uh, that the kids have been conducting uh, against guns this week. I'm going to go to Steve in Atlanta. Steve, give me what you got. How are you doing? Good, how are you?
4: Well, once in a while I catch your show, okay? And I was just sitting in my car, you know, and turn on the uh, radio, and now you're on the the radio again. Now, um, about these kids that are protesting, okay, against guns, I think they have every right. Okay, to do that, Uh, even though some of them might not be of voting age, but they still do. No kids should go to any school in this country and have to face, you know, the kind of uh, dangers that we didn't face when we went to school. I, I came to the United States about 40 years ago, straight to college, and I didn't even hear anything like that during that time. But now it seems like every week or every month, something always happens. And just imagine if your own child is in school, is in class, and somebody busts into that class and starts shooting. God forbid, and one of your kids, you know, becomes, you know, a victim of this. I understand the concept of Second Amendment. But these kids have a right, you know, to study in their classrooms without having to fear that somebody is going to come and kill them.
1: That's a great, Steve. I love this call because you're bringing out the real concerns, the real arguments. So uh, I hate to do this. I have to cut for a break. And then when I come back, I'll answer your questions. You don't have to hold on, but I'll answer your questions after the break. 404 8720 750 800-WSB-TALK or tweet at Monica Perez Show.
3: Monica Perez. It's
4: a man
1: of a man!
3: News 95.5 at a.m. 750 WSB.
1: I am your libertarian voice on WSB Saturdays from 3 to 6. We're talking about uh, everything that's coming out of the Parkland shooting. I had a call before the break from Steve who brought up all the real issues that people have and if you believe the news and uh, you're you're as troubled as Steve and everybody else about what's happening you might think the solutions that are being offered to us are uh, are a good place to start. Now, now I want to Steve said a lot of stuff the caller before the break. I want to kind of um tick off some of the things he said. One is, uh, when he first came to this country forty years ago, he never heard of anything like this. And now, all of a sudden, it's like all the time. Now, I question if this is what they call organic. I don't think it's coming out of nowhere. Every explanation that is offered from the media to the governments of what this is all about—disconnected youth, violent video games, meds—all uh, of that stuff doesn't hold water because you're not getting an increase in suicides at school. You're not getting an increase. Uh, I saw one thing that said it was male identity, white privilege being threatened, all that stuff. Then why aren't you? Why? Why is rape plummeting? Why are violent crimes plummeting? Murder plummeting? So. Every other crime is plummeting, and these are on the rise. And we have so many tools in place. We have double some in some cases, double law enforcement. We uh, Sandy Hook put school resource officers in these schools. Uh, we there's no r- real reason for this to have this weird, anomalous, statistically impossible surge. So I question the official narrative. I even posted on PropagandaReportDaily.com. Some other cases where the official narrative was full of lies. So you don't know for sure. But even if you knew that this was all absolutely as we are told, and, uh, and these things are organic and inexplicable and, and nothing that we've done so far could stop it, would you want this solution? Absolutely no privacy whatsoever, starting in kindergarten. None. These kids can't communicate with anyone without knowing they're going to be surveilled. They are being ment- mental health assessments, labeling. They're going to ask you, ask your kids a lot of personal questions. Obamacare was supposed to not allow pediatricians to ask about um, gun ownership in your house, but Sandy Hook, they took that out. And now your pediatrician can ask you about guns in your house and report on that. Do you want your kids who have shown no signs of mental defect being grilled in this way at school and having them record the answers? But worst of all, in my opinion, is active shooter drills starting in kindergarten that will terrorize your kids. Parkland, a couple of people said that Parkland, right around the time of the shooting, they were going to have a red drill which was cops were going to come and fire blanks there. I wonder if that's why the deputy didn't go in he, there. And there was a fire drill that day. Maybe there was some confusion about whether or not it was really a drill. And, uh, and so what, if you're talking about that kind of thing at, uh, I, I mean, you, you really are talking about terrorizing your kids. And I, for one, don't think it's worth it. You could homeschool at that point. I would, probably homeschool my kids if it really gets to the point where every school looks like the george w bush elementary school that just opened in dallas with no niches no they they don't want to have trees or anything because then you can't see in and out the windows it's to- you are in a fishbowl uh, i think that that's that would have problems with the kids and so i wonder if this is is makes the problem worse and if it would even really solve the problem now my producer binkley here in the studio helping me with the show uh, if you want to tweet at Monica Perez show he can get you there you want to call 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK uh, but Binkley you also kind of make a um, your hobby I would say at least at the very least is psychology and propaganda and, and how people are, how we're manipulated I find your insights interesting in that regard what do you think this would solve the problem would you want that your kids at, starting in kindergarten exposed to active shooter drills what's your take
2: I think there's going to be different levels of actor-shooter drills. I think the problem with that specifically is that they're getting more and more immersive. So they're going to create, you know, some studies have said it can create post-traumatic stress syndrome in the students and it'll make them always anxious, always fearful, and they're going to be creating automatic reactions that might not even be the right thing to do when that happens.
1: I don't... yeah, and, and for me, with stuff like this can uh, really impact kids and society in ways that I think the people who are putting these policies down study and know they really put a lot of time and effort in testing uh, stuff like this psychologically. I think they have a better insight than we do just speculating. But is there, you know, a better way?
2: Well, the underlying problem, I believe, is that these shooters are – they're severely maladjusted because of their upbringing. But to fix that requires promoting a healthy family environment and a family that stays together. And they're never going to do that because their goal is to break up the family so they can manipulate the values of the kids.
1: I do see – I mean, you can't deny it if you study at all uh, anything deeper than the surface stuff that you would learn in school – that they, that I actually learned it from Carol Quigley's Tragedy and Hope. The best way to change society, to change policy, to change culture, is to disconnect kids from their families and their traditional values. And there are different ways to do that. Technology, um, going away to college, being drafted. These things uh, uh, can all disconnect us. Uh, Music, they can disconnect the generations. And that is how they're trying to get our grip off the Bill of Rights and the American founding traditions. And I think they've made tremendous strides over the past two administrations. I really do. I got to take some calls. Maybe you'll have to save that tweet for if you've got one. Um, All right, let me go to John in Atlanta. John, you're on with Monica. Hey,
0: Monica. I was just listening to everything that you were saying, and it just plays into what I would like to say in regards to we haven't bothered to investigate the incompetence of the government uh, down at this at the school. The FBI failed to pick this kid up. The local program to, you know, catch and release for criminals let this kid off. Um, and uh, so the same government that's going to tell us we can't defend ourselves and wants to take our ability to, to defend ourselves from an oppressive government is now telling us that, oh, you know, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Just give up your guns and. And be
1: happy. I agree. Does. And I'll tell you this. I, I just uh, you can finish. But let me just say this. Uh-huh. One one thing that is true about all of these incidents, which is why I wonder what really happened, because you do you have to do exactly what you say. You have to actually examine what happened, what went wrong, what laws there, there were the laws bad, were the was the execution bad? What is the real problem and the way to find the real to really be able to analyze that? You have to get you have to get the timeline. You have to get the facts. You have to get those facts verified with documents. You can't just read uh, anonymous sources in the newspaper and think, you know, what really happened, which brings me to a point that I've really I've really solidified this. I believe violent, certainly any crime that ends up in jail time, any violent crime, only violent crime should end up in jail time should have a public trial. So if this guy had a public trial, all these details would come out, and we would really be able to pinpoint what went wrong. And we're not going to get that, which makes me think they're using this episode just like the other ones for an agenda that isn't really simply promoted, prompted by what happened and how to stop it.
0: I agree. I am, you know, I hate to be called a conspiracy theorist, but I mean, there's just too much at play behind the scenes and uh you know we just too many missing give, pieces can't give up our can't give up our rights to defend ourselves against such uh, tyrannical uh, machinations
1: yeah i agree with it and and that's the thing like your eventually your gut check is like these things can't be uh organic and they play too perfectly into an agenda that we've seen there for decades and all of a sudden and this thing is anomalous because other now i hate to point out the anomalies i'm telling you i've pointed out anomalies in stories like this before only to find the narrative changes so i don't want to say other crimes are not going up i actually think they're actively trying to get other crimes to go up. I I anticipated the Ferguson effects before it was called the Ferguson effects. When you pull out policing, when you call for kinder, gentler policing in the inner cities, what do you think you're going to get? When you take guns away from citizens who live in dangerous neighborhoods like Chicago and Baltimore, what do you think you're going to get? So they they want crime to rise because that is a very, very powerful tool to get citizens to cry out for more government. So I, I, I do, I see this as behind-the-scenes plotting for an agenda that will concentrate the, the power at the top. I'm going to Christy and Canton. Hi, Christy. You're on with Monica.
3: I just can't tell you how excited I am to hear that somebody in really considered mainstream media is catching on to this because this is usually the stuff you only hear on YouTube. Not anymore.
1: Th- I got banned I from YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Were you? Yes. And so, okay, so um, I'm sure you know who Wolfgang Howbig is. I've heard of him, but I haven't vetted him personally. Like, I don't know if he's disinfo or real info. I'm going to say I have, you know, with whatever credibility I have. He was
3: a, um, you know, he was called a nut because he's the one that said nobody died at Sandy Hook. But the thing is, is that he was a school administrator. He was a Florida state trooper, and he is actually the one that uh, drew up the safety plan for Broward County in Florida. When? called him in after Columbine. So, I mean, he's legit. I mean, so when we start listening to a lot of people who have their theories about what happened, this and that, he's going at it from the perspective of an, an administrator and a former law enforcement officer and the actual individual that they called in and said, come get a safety plan in, in line for us in case something like this happens. And I was listening to him this morning, and he said they did not follow any of
1: that. That's, so, yeah, that's the thing it, that that is... Fishy to me. Now, if you stay if you say, when you say nobody died, you got to be careful about that because people get no, very yeah. You know, we don't know for sure, and so, it's well, I know. So, but
3: he went yeah. into the whole thing of, and he's been they, they've almost bankrupted him. The government has because he's been trying to file FOIA requests, trying to get all this information. So he's really trying to go at it the right way, as opposed to somebody just sitting behind a microphone in their basement spewing stuff on YouTube.
1: I'm in a studio. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. About that. No, I'm just. I, I'm not in a basement, but I um, I know you're not ca- classifying me as that. I see what you're saying. You're saying like I didn't even know you, you were on YouTube. So this doesn't. This doesn't. Uh, no, I know. Mean you, but you know how anybody can be on YouTube. Yes, and yes. So, so what you're saying is there's a lot of disinfo. There's a lot. Uh, well, I. Sh- I'm saying there's a lot of disinfo on YouTube. A lot of conspiracy theories that are meant to discredit conspiracy theories. But there are people who are doing real research. To try to get to the truth of this, and I think they are also getting banned from YouTube, and uh, and the ability to fact check any of these events is, I think, going away. And what the that's why I always go back to my original point of view, which is you can never really assess. You know, you don't. We don't have the tools. We're not investigative journalists, so we can't do it. We uh, and and as a You know, limited government representative democracy, we can't uh, know everything about everything in order to control the world. So you can't have a uh, centralized—you can't have all the power centralized at the top of government. You um, can't—what you need to do is— Don't be swayed by these stories that you hear. Hold on to those Bill of Rights, no matter what people say. You're not going to fight the revolution with muskets like our forefathers did. You're going to fight it with the courage to defend the Bill of Rights, even in the face of atrocity propaganda. So let's sit on that for a sec, and I'll come back for more calls. 800-WSB-TALKER. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show
3: monica perez and now for something completely different on news 955 at and am 750 wsb
1: 73 is the forecast high for today rainy 52 the low overnight weekend weather is brought to you by shoemate heating and air uh, and i am going to a call 800 wsb talk you can tweet at me at monica perez show uh, joe in atlanta you are on with monica
4: Uh, hey, Monica, thanks for taking my call as always. Listen, Mm -hmm. everybody in the world wants to throw solutions at this, uh, problem we have with these schools, except put God back in it. But that goes back, that goes back 54 years ago. It's, uh, we didn't get in this mess overnight. We're not going to get out of it overnight. It's just going to take a grassroots effort from the citizens of this country. Libs declared war on the conservative citizen movement. Uh, people need to ask themselves: can, they, can the schools guarantee the safety of their children? We need to ask ourselves that, and obviously not. A lot of money it would take to fortify the schools and secure them. We need school choice. We need it now, and we need to get in a ditch and fight the liberals. I That's all
1: uh, I got
4: to say. So <laughs> thank
1: you. Thanks for calling. I um, I yeah, you know, I'm a libertarian, so. I don't have that same position. I, I actually also think that, that I, I have a documentary evidence that um, the, the religious movement was co-opted into the conservative movement when Irving Kristol, a former Trotskyite decided to make Republicans big government, the a big government party. I have a book called uh, neoconservatism, the autobiography of an idea. And it, uh, so, I don't agree with all of that, but I would say this, and I bet you'd agree with that. I'm ready to abolish public schools altogether. Yeah, 100 hours to read. You can teach your kids to do that. And that's it. Have kids safe uh, electronic devices with all the knowledge you want, and you can pick it. Maybe that's controversial, but we have so much more to talk about. Controversial and not. 800 WSB talk. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile